Okay, it's time to jump back into the Invest Well Show. I hope everyone's having a terrific week and terrific day, whatever you're doing. You know, it can be challenging to know what is going on out there in the financial space. And of course, we've had a lot of different shows talking about a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different topics that matter, should matter to you from private equity to saving money in taxes to all of these other things. And Randy, I'll tell you, it's something where I'm a big believer that the more you learn, the more education you get, good education you get, uh, the better off you can be. And really then when you learn how to apply this stuff, you know, you might be in a situation where you say, hey, I learned a lot of things, but how do I actually apply it? And that's really the key, isn't it? Well, you always say that knowledge is not king. It's, right. it's the application of the knowledge that is the king. So it's very, very true. Exposing yourself to an awful lot and then learning from it and using it. Yeah, that's key. So, hey, we want to thank you for jumping back into the show here. I know many of you know that this show is sponsored or powered, if you will, by several different companies, Wall Private Wealth, Wall Lehman, and U.S. Private Wealth, all companies that I actually own, full disclosure, and they're designed to help families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. You can find out more about them by going to leanonthewall.com. And I wanted to jump in today on this show, Randy, and really just start with the idea of, is a recession coming? You know, we're hearing all this stuff, recession, 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 and you got a little funny clip of all this media out there. Why don't you play it for folks? If you listen to this show, you probably watch a little financial news, and this is what you're hearing. <laughs> How close to a recession are we? See a recession. Possible looming recession. Probability of recession. An impending U.S. recession. Spreading recession. Recession by the end of the... And that was all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny, you know, Randy, when you listen to that, you go from possible to pending to looming to yeah. spreading to, it's like they're trying to figure out how to, how to, you know, is there another word that we can use to facilitate the word recession, you I know, gotcha. yep. potential and whatever, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's a guessing game. No one really knows what's going on. And one of the things that I thought was interesting, you remember Alan Greenspan, Randy? Sure. And of course, you know, Alan was the, uh, involved with the Fed for a long time. And I was watching, if you've never watched it, as you're listening to this out there, if you've never watched The Men Who Built America, if you've ever never watched that series, it's a really good series from the History Channel. Have you seen that, Randy? A little bit of it, so every now and then, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we bought the DVDs, and we're kind of watching it with the kids. You know, it goes through Rockefeller and Vanderbilt and, yep. you know, Carnegie and all those kind of things. And Alan Greenspan was talking about the idea of recessions. And he's like, there's one key attribute to every recession before it happens. So I'll give you a chance to guess, Randy. This is like our little game here. One key attribute from Alan Greenspan's perspective to every recession or depression, depression really, before it happens. I bet it's euphoria, something like that. <laughs> well, he said the single key attribute to every single depression before it occurs is no one knew that was coming. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's the idea that it took everybody off guard. Mm -hmm. It took everybody out. Nobody was planning or preparing for it to happen. So why is that important? Well, you know, when you have all these conversations, really what media is, is it's just a bunch of opinions being thrown out there with some facts and figures about companies and how companies are doing or not doing. And, you know, we see this all the time. I mean, you can turn on the news and one day, you know, it's like, hey, the market's up. China's great. The deal's going to be done. And the next day it's like, oh my goodness, the market's down. China's no good. You know, whatever, that kind of a thing. And it's just like, sometimes when you're playing golf, you par the hole. Sometimes you birdie it. And sometimes you get a snowman. That's true. <laughs> uh, no one knows that more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if, unless you're a professional golfer, 
And even they have struggles, you know, even they have holes and they're all of this time and diligence and effort. So what really I'm saying here is when we take a look at this, we have to understand that we cannot control where the markets are going to go. And really what happens is, is the more that we drink in what the media is giving us, the more paranoid sometimes we can be and the more we can kind of take our eye off the ball. I mean, can you imagine a baseball player? Think about it like this. So you got a baseball player and the baseball player is there and he's up to bat and you got people in the crowd, right? You got people on the third baseline and the first baseline and behind catchers, behind home base. And you got people saying from all different directions, hey, there's going to be a curveball coming. Hey, there's going to be a fastball coming. Hey, there's going to be a slider coming. You know, the ball comes in and you have a hundred different people saying, swing now, swing now, swing now, swing. And can you imagine if that batter listened to the noise of all of those different people at the same time, he would be so paralyzed. He'd be like a deer in the headlights. He would have no idea what to do. And what would happen is he would freeze. Too much confusion and very little chance of success. That's exactly right. And so what we need to do is we need to step back from all the noise and we need to focus on the facts at hand. We need to focus on our personal goals. We need to focus on our personal desires. And we literally need to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We are going to focus on what's right for me, build a plan around it, and actually eliminate a lot of the noise that exists out there today. We're going to pay attention to the facts, but we're going to eliminate a lot of noise. And that's very, very important if we're going to move forward to make decisions. Well, Michael, one of the decisions that people are making right now because they are a little nervous about this recession talk is they're trying to find their own places of safety. And I've got a, a stat here from a research firm called DataTrack, and it says there are now $3.4 trillion in U.S. money markets as of October the 1st, the first week of October. Now, that's 14% higher than the end of 2018, and it's risen almost every single week since May. So as this talk continues, people are saying, I'm nervous. I'm going to put more and more in cash. And that's how they're trying to find their version of safety. Yeah. And I think the idea at the conception of that of, hey, I need to kind of make sure that I'm not losing a bunch of money here. People, you know, 2008 is far enough away that people kind of forget, but it's close enough that they still have some elements of memory. And I know that's kind of like going on both sides at the same time there, but you know, it really is the case. And so people know that the markets aren't just going to go, 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 go forever. There's going to have to be a little bit of pullback. Obviously, you know, 2018 was a little bit of a rocky year. Year over year is the time that we're shooting this right now, which is October 14th. The market is kind of flat. The S&P is almost flat. And when you look at that $3.4 trillion in, in money market funds, that is obviously a big step for people wanting to move money to safety. Now, the other thing that you have to really understand and consumers have to remember is money markets are safer, but they are not guaranteed. That's really important. And I think a lot of times people lose sight of that and they just think, well, I got my money in the money market. You know, it's safe. I can't lose money in the markets and things. And that is true. They have eliminated or reduced their market risk, right? But that money market account is not necessarily guaranteed per se. I mean, think about it. All we got to do is go back to Lehman or Bear Stearns, et cetera. And we've seen the effects of that back when that occurred. And there were money markets in America and throughout the world that actually, Randy, were frozen. I don't know if you remember those times or not, but there were money markets that were literally frozen where people had monies into these accounts and they could not get it out. And when they got it out, they were getting, you know, pennies on a dollar, 50 cents, even 80, 90 cents on a dollar. They had to wait. That was money in a money market account that really happened. People were were moving to safety. And, you know, when the dam broke, if you will, 
they were in a situation where they had problems. So we definitely see people moving to safety, and, and that's important. But I think you have to evaluate what type of safety am I moving to? What does that actually look like? Let me ask another question about moving money over to cash, because is the person who's moving money over to cash and saying, I'm going to keep, you know, they say, keep some of my powder dry. I'm going to have this version over here that's not going to get touched by the up and down of the market. Are those people also just simply waiting to figure out when they should go back in? And they're, in a sense, trying to dabble in market timing. Well, that's really what's happening. And that's why, you know, when you look at a lot of the average investor return over the last years, it's very low. Mm -hmm. The reason it's very low, Randy, is because people are doing just that. They're trying to time markets. And so what you want to do when you construct a portfolio is you want to say, okay, let's think about this from the perspective of having a well-rounded, well-diversified, off-market and on-market portfolio that gives us the ability to say, okay, I got some of our monies in investments and some of those might be investments that are underwritten by certain insurance type companies, right? Mm -hmm. The big A word, annuities. People don't like the annuity word, but it's really, it's out there. You got so many different types though, too. You know, so as you're listening to this, don't just say, well, you know, we're going to go put a bunch of money in annuities. That's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is you got variable annuities, you got fixed annuities, you got immediate annuities, you got indexed annuities, and they're all different types of products that can do different things. So that's an option, though, where you can move some money and be safe. I know Roger Ibbotson, you know, we've done some things with him as we've met him at the New York Stock Exchange and talked through the idea, Randy, of de-risking portfolios. And he's written some stuff from wealth man- on wealth management and things like that, talking about how some of these correctly designed structures have performed well. Now, the challenge is in the financial industries, you have people who are just salesmen and saleswomen, just selling products. And that creates clouds and confusion for consumers to say, well, what should I really do? And, you know, well, I like this or I don't like that or whatever it may be. But using those types of products can be something where it can literally put you in a place where you eliminate the market timing with some of your portfolio. You're still up to bat right? It's like playing baseball again. So you're up to bat. If your money's in cash, think of it like this. If your money's in cash, you're literally sitting on the bench. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in a place where you're on the bench. I mean, if the fastball, if the pitcher throws a ball and the ball's coming down, it's a 90 mile an hour fastball right down the center, the gut of the plate. And you're like, wow, that's a perfect pitch. I'm going to take that thing way deep to left center field, right? Well, if you're sitting on the bench, What are the chances that you're going to even hit that ball? Yeah, nothing. And also, if you're sitting on the bench, you're guessing, first off, you don't have a chance. And if the ball does come down, it's good. You can't hit it. So now you want to be in a situation where you're saying, okay, if I'm in the money market, I'm on the bench. I have to determine when the pitcher is going to throw the right pitch and when I should come up to bat. So that way I can protect myself from striking out, right? Well, what we're saying is, no, time out. Let's take some of the monies. Let's take a look at some of the monies when you're actually creating a plan and put it into a type of structure or product, whatever, that gives you the ability to literally be at bat. Now you're up to bat. So that way, if the perfect pitch comes in, you can can go ahead and hit it. You may not be able to get it out of the park. You might get a single or a double, but you can never strike out. Mm -hmm. What if you had that opportunity? Never. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does. So so when you look at your investment philosophy, that's what you're looking at as far as de-risking, mitigating risk on a portfolio. You want to say, okay, let's put some of our money in investments that literally give us the ability to not strike out or lose, you know, money, any of our principal that we've put in based on market conditions, but gives us some opportunity to actually, you know, keep some gains when they happen. 
Now, you're not going to do that just because for free, right? I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it too. There's going to be some cost there, whether it's actual fee cost or whether it's liquidity cost, meaning you you don't have access to all of your money right away or, you know, whatever it may be, but there's going to be some cost to that. And then you take the rest of the money, whatever is allocated correctly, and you put it into maybe different market investments where you are actually having, you know, stock market volatility and risk. And then you might have some other investments like true private equity, investing into other companies directly, or maybe you do some venture capital, or maybe you do some, you know, a variety of other things that can be done there. But the point is, is instead of just looking at your portfolio as an all market type portfolio, where all you're really doing is buying stocks and bonds, you're saying, okay, wait, let's think about this. You know, Baskin Robbins has 30, how many flavors? 375 now? <laughs> I thought it was 32. <laughs> but, but you're probably Whatever right. It is. Yeah. There's more than chocolate and vanilla, Yeah. right? So you go and you say, okay, here's all these flavors. I want to pick the one that I want. I might even blend some flavors together and make something new, right? And so that's what's happened in a lot of other spaces. But unfortunately, in the financial world, they say, okay, hey, here's a bunch of different flavors. But the reality of it is they're not really not a lot of different flavors. It's just all flavors that's on the market. So we want to try and say, okay, if there's business risk, liquidity risk, interest rate risk, stock market risk, political risk, inflation risk, let's think about how we can diversify between those risks themselves and bring in different products and investments that are maybe not, not traditional, just stock market Wall Street structure, but actually are going to create the ability to have different types of risks while reducing our overall risk to lose money when the markets go down. That's what we're trying to achieve. And that's the way you have to think. And that's why, by the way, you know, when we sit down with somebody, I just got a referral. Randy actually called our firm from a gentleman from D.C., right? He's in a situation where he's got a, a really cool, actually, cigar bar, of all things. Okay. And it's got a really profitable business. And he called me primarily because a good friend, actually, that I know that's a realtor, referred him to us. And we're having a conversation. Well, his number one issue is taxes, right? That's his number one issue. Mm -hmm. You know, he's making about $1.2 a year. And he's like, you know, I'm in a situation where D.C. has about 13% in tax, and then you got the federal. Well, he's keeping almost $600,000 of his 1.2 million. He's like, I'm getting killed. I got to do something. And then he's got another 13, $14 million portfolio that he's like, I need help with that too, because I'm a little worried about the markets, but all I'm getting is the plain vanilla on the markets. What else is out there? And we're having that conversation. So that's the kind of clientele that we're seeing kind of come through our door, Randy, as they get second opinions. The reason is, is because we're thinking a little bit differently and we don't have a biased opinion of buy this, buy that, invest here, invest there. It's a very step back, look at things from a strategic perspective and be well-rounded. And that's what a lot of people are just not getting. And that's why when we talk about going to cash, they're in a situation where investors are doing what they know, but there's a lot of other things out there. And that's why it's important to really say, okay, what can we do beyond just money market? Well, I think that the key here is the word diversification is a word you hear all the time and you can look it up and you can read about it and all of that. But diversification is more than just having lots of different stocks, lots of different mutual funds and lots of different bonds. All of that is market related. There's got to be some stuff, as you say, that is on market and off market. And yeah. that's diversification. That really is. And so what I want to do is I want to invite our listeners as you're hearing this podcast to go and do a little bit more research. There's a video that I've done that's actually on our website, leanonthewall.com. Again, you go to lean on the wall. 
Lean-on-the-wall.com, just like you're leaning on the wall, right? Just as it sounds, leanonthewall.com. Go to that site and there's a little video there called Avoiding Financial Salesmen. And I think that will be very helpful to you so you can really understand some of the differences out there of the people that you interact with and why the financial world's different. That's a good starting point if you haven't watched that yet. And certainly if you have questions about, hey, you know what, I really have questions about my own situation and, and what's available and what's out there for me, then feel free to reach out to us there. There's links there where you can reach out to us. You can pick up a copy of my book if you want, Retire Once, Retire Well. That'll be very helpful. It's a simple, quick read. It's about 110 pages designed to help you think differently in the retirement space. And that will be something that'll kind of help you get to where you need to go. But Randy, all of these things are about saying, okay, here's what's out there, but let's take some action to continue to learn more. And then more importantly, apply what we've learned so we can see some different and hopefully better results as time moves along is the big picture. So thanks again for joining us on the show today. If you got folks that you know that are listening to this, like, you know what, they need to hear this because it's just a little bit different thinking. We invite you to take a moment and just click share on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, share it with a friend or someone that you know that needs to hear this family member. As well, we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedbacks about the show. If there's certain content or certain things that you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out to us at info at leanonthewall.com. Again, info at leanonthewall.com. And then just go ahead and put invest well show in the subject line and tell us your thoughts there. But as always, our goal is to help you maximize what you're doing in life with your wealth, with your taxes, with your legacy. So that way you can live on purpose and ultimately live with purpose. Have a blessed day. Talk to you next show. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please call 888-511-9255. Wall Wealth Management LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall. Wall NPN Insurance License Number 7330010.